What's up, Magic fans? Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code TBPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup. And baseball fans, you may have missed out on the season-long fantasy, so now is the time to get in on all the Daily Fantasy action where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code TBPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code TBPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast brought to you by DraftKings and now part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We are your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony, and today is April 15th. We are just one day after um, our game against the Chicago Bulls, Nikola Vucevic and gang. What's up, Al? What's going on, man? What is up, man? We're going to talk a lot today. Today we have um, some things to go over. We're talking Kareem Mane. We're talking Dante, Dante Hall. We're talking Devin Kennedy. We're talking about some comments from Ken Birch. Um, some play of Wendell Carter Jr. We're going to talk about a lot today, but before we do that, um, so far we've had a total of three games in our brand new earned jerseys. Now that we've gotten a chance to kind of really see those jerseys on the floor, um, what are your thoughts on it? Are they are they better than what you expected, or kind of the same? Like everything else, man. I feel like once we let them play out, we see them on the court, we kind of see what they look like for real. Uh, seeing them on pictures, I think don't don't do them justice. Uh, man, like they, they look nice. I've seen them both on TV and I've seen them live, and uh, they look clean, man. I like how clean the white is. The look, uh, the blue looks different. It's kind of a, a different shade of blue. It looks really nice as well. Like everyone else has said on Twitter and social media, I just wish instead of the logo, it was Magic or it was Orlando. Like it would look so much better. But can't complain. It looks really nice. You know they they got a lot of uh, a lot of backlash for using the the secondary logo as the primary component of the uniform right there on the chest, but I like it. I don't I don't yeah. think it's bad at all. I think it's a lot better than um, the space uniforms that we had. I wasn't a fan of the the black and white secondary logo, but the fact that you're able to see it full color and um, actually seeing it the first couple times, uh, I liked it way more than the initial drop because the initial drop, it just reminded me of, you know, some magic area that you can buy at Walmart. I was not a fan of it whatsoever. The only thing I did like was that it was, it was a nod to, you know, the, the Daryl Armstrong, Tracy McGrady era, um, star uniforms, the one that I'm wearing right now. So I, I like that we were transitioning into that era. Um, but Seeing it now, I like it, man. The the royal blue definitely stands out. It pops really, really well. Um, and for it being an earned jersey, 
not bad. Not bad. I like it. I think it's ironic that the the players that really earned their earned jerseys, you know, they're not <laughs> on the roster to, to, to rock them out. But uh, for the most part, I, I think they're clean. They're super clean. They are super clean. Again, I, I mean, I, they're really up there. Uh, some of my favorite jerseys from the, the current slate of jerseys that we have. They're definitely one of my favorite. Um, if I had to compare it to the City Edition, I rank it higher for sure. You rank it higher than the City? I do. Just because it looks Ooh, cleaner, man. That's the, tough. The orange, so the thing with me with the City Edition is the orange they used is way too bright, man. And maybe if the court matched the jerseys, it would make more sense. Yeah. Yeah, but the, I, the orange that we're using on the court, it's last year's orange, which is darker. It's they weird. Gray. It's it super doesn't make weird. any sense. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of so I've when I've seen the the Miami Heat, when I look at their uniforms, which I'm not a fan of, their color scheme, which I'm yeah. not a fan of, but it matches, it at least matches with the court. It it seems like you know, they they use the same colorways, so that's kind of why they didn't change the court. So I kind of get that aspect. They didn't want to spend the extra money on it. Um, but the logo is completely different, completely different. You had the ORL that, you know, a big portion of the fan base really didn't like all that much. Mm -hmm. Um, and then with the city edition this year, it was a ORL with a star, but kind of use an old school lettering. So I wish that, you know, they would have did that, but it's all right. That's right. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, as soon as it drops, um, it'll be Friday morning, um, so you would still have a full day or so um, before our jersey giveaway is up. Um, for those that don't know or haven't heard, Al, you want to run down our jersey giveaway? Yeah, man. So if you haven't seen it on our social media pages, Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, everywhere, we, we put it out there. Um, all you have to do is follow both Orlando Magic HQ and follow us on Instagram at the Ozone Pod. Also, most importantly, we have our new YouTube channel. So our podcast now is also on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our new channel. You can find the link on the Ozone Pod um, URL link section. And then also um, on Orlando Magic HQ as well. So if you click there, click on YouTube, subscribe. Finally, send us a quick DM to let us know that you've subscribed. That enters you into the contest. Um, so we'll be choosing a winner on Saturday afternoon-ish in that, in that time frame. Uh, so again, if you want a chance to earn, uh, win the new earned edition jerseys, this is your chance. Yeah, man, don't buy the earned jersey. Let us buy it for you. You can pick the player. I'm not sure exactly what are all the options for the players, but you know, pick and choose. If you're the winner, congratulations. If you win, you're gonna get a Dante Hall. Dante Hall. <laughs> Dante Hall number forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Limit, limited edition, man. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that jersey's not only good for 10 days. I hope not. I hope not. If you ask me, man, not for nothing, I know we'll talk about it later, but in one day, he's earned my respect. That's for sure. Nah, man, he definitely earns a, another 10 day, but you're right. We'll talk about it more in a few minutes. Um, so yesterday we had um, our game against Nikola Vucevic and the Chicago Bulls, um, which is a little is a little awkward, man, because if it was my choice, we, we would want both both teams to kind of lose, find a way to lose in a perfect world. Obviously, that's not the case. So um, let's review a little, a little bit of our tank watch. Al, break down the tank. Yes, sir. So I know we are all, all about the tank right now. Everyone, all Magic fans care about this tank situation. Um, so quick update here. So Minnesota at this moment continues to have the worst record in the league at 14 and 42. Houston is right there, 14 and 41. Detroit 
Uh, who, man, that game last night. I'm not sure if you heard about so it or you watched it. So close. But they blew a 16-point lead in a matter of like two and a half minutes. Oh my goodness. I've seen some crazy stuff in my life, but that was insane. Um, so Detroit's third at 16 and 39. And then Orlando ended up winning last night in Chicago, which felt good. Don't get me wrong. We, we beat our, our old good buddy, Nikola Vucevic. Uh, but we're fourth. And then OKC and Cleveland um, are currently tied in a way for the fifth and sixth slot at 20 and 35 OKC, 20 and 34 Cleveland. But keep an eye on OKC, man. They're playing dudes that I've never heard of in my life. Um, they're sitting down all their vets. They're all about the tank right now. So keep an eye on OKC. Um, but that's that's kind of what we're doing so far. What are your thoughts on on this situation with 17 games left to go? I, I don't man. It's it's so difficult because it feels like every team that we're playing against, um, they're resting their players. They're they're viewing it as if we rest our players, there's still a likelihood that we'll win. The problem with that is that we have a really talented roster for what it is we have a young talented roster and we're finding a way to win and coach clifford is coaching this team to win uh mm -hmm. yesterday should have been a game that chicago should have won it's not the case <laughs> we stomped on the bulls yesterday um and now there's reports in tomorrow's game against the raptors that uh there's a i'm not sure if they confirmed it or not but lowry will be sending out siakam will be sitting out um, so these these teams are really trying to rest their players against us, thinking that um, their team can still get the win. But the Magic are competing. And when they we are. talk about tank, the team isn't tanking. The players aren't tanking. Coach Clifford sure as hell ain't tanking. Mm -mm. Um, it's the front office, you know, putting their steps forward for it, what they're calling is a, a rebuild. And there's, there's steps to that. But, you know, you're, yeah, I, you're not, you're not going to see these players you know, just laying it down and just getting rolled over no. for some young kid to come in. It's just not going to happen. Um, so it's going to be tough, man, because, you know, it's it's Detroit is still uh, two games ahead of us or below us, however you want to look at it. Um, and then just looking from the Chicago front, you know, they are only three games behind the fifth worst lottery that's, odds. That's crazy. You know, so the scary part with that is that so they they just um, they just announced today that Zach Levine, He's entering the health, the health and protocol, um, safety, health and protocol, whatever it is that they call it. Um, and he may be missing a few games. So they're already not playing well. Nikola Vucevic is kind of holding the fort down without Zach Levine. Um, they aren't winning with the two of them. So if they lose too much, there's a higher likelihood that they fall into that top four. And then that pig does not, that pig does not convey, which, yeah. which would be worst case scenario. Yeah, I mean, as a Magic fan, you got to hope with everything, every 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 energy energy you have to make sure that doesn't happen, that the Magic, that, that pick does not turn into a top four pick. Because if it right. does, as you Magic fans know, we lose that pick, we don't get it this year. But then again, on, on the positive side is what if that pick ends up being sixth or fifth? Now, all of a sudden, you got the Magic, hopefully, with a top four pick and then having a sixth pick or fifth pick in the draft as well. Um, so I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that pick at the end of the day. But again, all that is going to be resolved by June 22nd. That's when we'll get our answers. But uh, we got to let the season play out at this point. That's kind of the way I'm taking it so I don't get too crazy with it. Um, but I think the Magic have a great chance of having two solid picks in this upcoming draft, which is a really good thing to, to have this year.
Yeah, I I this is the draft that you want to be able to stack up uh, on young prospects, definitely in the lottery. The great thing about it is if if the Bulls do fall out of the four, right, then the picks convey to us. And then depending on where it is that we draft, so if you have concerns that we'll draft, you know, something happens and the lottery is just not on our side and we draft outside of the five, um, the top five prospects, um, then you can still find a way to package those players and and try to fight your way in there. So that, that part will be yeah. exciting. So we'll see, man. We'll see soon enough. We'll see really, really close on on how this ends up playing out. Yeah, we got what two months to go? Two, yeah, approximately two months. So yeah. we're almost yeah. there. Almost, almost. So just this week in review, um, Friday's game um, was against Indiana. That was a loss, one eleven to one hundred six. Then Sunday against Milwaukee, another loss, one twenty four to eighty seven. Monday versus San Antonio, one twenty ninety seven loss. And then our Wednesday game, yesterday's game against Chicago. 115-106. Throughout those games, what were the biggest things that stood out to you, Al? Uh, just the young guys, man. Overall, I know we keep talking about it, but RJ Hampton, for one. I know he kind of struggled yesterday a little bit, but this kid, man, this kid can play. I, I, I liked him. I knew. I've seen his highlights. I've heard the name many, many times. I know you liked him a lot coming in, in the draft. He was, my, he was my draft pick. Yeah, and man, I can see that the reason why. Like, this kid is a blur. Like, when he says, I'm going to go from one end of the court to the other and finish, he's going to make it happen. Like, there's no stopping him, um, which we've kind of joked around it on Twitter a little bit, saying that he's baby uh, Westbrook. And I can, again, you can see glimpses of it. Um, and then his three-point shooting. To me, he's been surprisingly better than I expected. I know he's missed a few the last couple of games, but just his form, his confidence, those are major things for a 20-year-old kid to have. You know you can work on the, on the fine-tuning that shot later on. But I've been really impressed with him. And, of course, Carter, uh, to me, has been a surprise. I, I will say that. He is so much better than what I was expecting. When they initially announced a trade for Nikola Vucevic being sent to Chicago and, and the primary focus was Wendell, Wendell Carter, it was kind of like, eh. You're like, why? Not for nothing, but Bulls fans will tell you what we say about Mobamba: Inconsistency, yeah. no yep. motor, low Injury. energy. But wait, have you seen Wendell Carter play? Yeah, and man, listen, Wendell Carter is a beast, man. Listen, he's six foot ten. You know, he's not a seven footer, but he plays strong. He's yeah. he's the he's what you would want. Like, I feel like the perfect center would be if we can take Wendell Carter. M. Obama and just like slam them together. Yes. Give give Wendell Carter the the length and and the height and the shooting touch of Mobamba, but be able to maintain Wendell Carter's like presence and body. Like he had that one moment uh, in the his his facial expression went viral. Oh yeah. But that one moment that he grabbed that big rebound over Nikola Vucevic and and slammed it on top, like slammed it. Right in front of him, like that was a that was a big boy move. Yep, and it was exciting. And the way that he looked at the camera and had this crazy looking face with one eye like squinching, the other <laughs> eye open, eyebrows all over the place. Like that's exactly the type of of player that you want. Player that's going to go in there and fight. And the fact that this kid is twenty one years old, twenty one. So that's the thing. Like when you think about Nikola Vucevic at age twenty one when he first came to Orlando, nah, he wasn't he, playing like that. He wasn't mm -mm. playing like this. Nah. And he hit me last night. I'm watching the game. You know, it's against Vooch. 
And I'm like, man, like I miss Vooch. This dude was the legend here. He liked being here. And I think it was Dante or somebody said in the broadcast, like, wow, Vooch came when he was 21 to Orlando. And I'm like, wait, that's the exact age that this kid is right now. Yep. He's much more advanced in the way that he plays defense, his strength. If he works on his three-point shooting the same way we worked with Nikola Vucevic the last couple of years, man, you may have something special in this kid. The biggest thing is going to be consistency. Is he able to do that on a day-to-day basis? Can he be the anchor? He's already won the starting position, right? Which reality is just between him and Mobile. So he won that, yep. right? Um, but can he do it consistently? Because what's going to end up happening is I would love to see, like, I want the Orlando Magic to have the second pick in the draft just so that we can see where their mindset is and the direction that they want to go. Like, I would love, and the reason why I say second is because it's kind of, we already know that Cade is going to go first. Yep. I'm not 100% sold on Cade. Like, I know that he's a franchise changer, the whole nine. Um, I, I have my eyes on Jalen Green the same way that you do. Um, yep. But I would be interested to see if the Magic would take best player available in Mobley. When you have Mobamba and you have Wendell Carter, because because the Magic aren't in a position to not draft best player available, we're just not right. This we're we're in a rebuild. Um, and if you draft Mobley, now you will have a roster of Mobley, Bamba, and Wendell. What do you do from? Because at that point, you have to decide. You have to choose. And if we're talking right now. So, for example, let's say that that's the case. Let's say that we draft Mobley, mm-hmm. who's odd man out. I man. as I'm sorry, and I hate to say it because I am on Mobamba Island, where I still believe that he he is able to contribute and still be able to be a really good player in this league. From what I see, I'm going window, and that's just ten games in. But man. I like what I see. I see the potential. Mobamba, I I still. I still struggle with Mo, man, and yeah. it sucks to say, but I do. I think I, I would do what I kept saying before the trade deadline. I'm like, listen, I wouldn't want to be the ones making that decision. Let's mm-hmm. let them. Let's let them. They're getting paid millions. I would play. I would plead the fifth myself and say, hey, you guys make the decision. You see those guys every day. You you have scouting on those dudes much deeper than we have. But from a fan standpoint, if you ask me. It's a tough choice, man, because even though, again, Mo, he's clumsy. He just doesn't move right. But then again, the potential is there. He He's when he wants to be. He can be aggressive. He, he shoots can, the ball he well. He can shoot. He shoots. He's been shooting so well. So that's well. That's the thing. So as a fan, you pause and think, like, if this guy ever figures it out with that three-point shooting, with his length, with the defense, shot blocking, like, man, this could be a special kid. And that's and that's the thing that you have to you have to come to terms with. You have to be able to accept. All right. If you are willing to let go of Mo Bamba and he goes somewhere else and he finds success, are you gonna be able to be okay with it? Or are we gonna add him to the list of players that the Magic move on from? And that'll be regret. The dream of all Magic fans has always been to see J.I. and Mo Bamba play together. Like, on the NBA level, not Summer League, but NBA level, play together significant minutes and see what that defensive lineup looks like. And then you throw Chumal Kiki in there in the three, maybe. Like, that's a really solid defensive lineup, right? But like you said, we cannot afford to not draft the best player available. Now, if you ask me, pick number one is Cade. I would still personally take Jalen Green number two. Like, that's just me. 
can you package? I don't know a Terrence Ross and that's because you you just want you just want an elite wing. That's that's I it. I you do, want man. someone that you you want you want the Vince Carter vibes. That's what. So you want. I'm I'm gonna say this, man. I watched Evan Fournier here for what six seven years. <laughs> Put up one dunk, one dunk or two dunks a season. I can't do that anymore. Like I I need a wing that matches. The game style. Okay, but listen, when Evan Fournier (laughs) did have his dunks, it was everyone was hyped. Let's not act like we're not hyped off of those one, two dunks. I wouldn't say hyped. I would say we're surprised. (laughs) (laughs) But no, man, like Jalen Green, I've I've sent you actually highlights today, both high school and and, uh, G League. The high school school highlights don't count. No, no, I know, but they don't count. You see see the potential, right? Like with with Cole Anthony and with uh, RJ Hampton, you see some of the things they can do on the court. And man, like this kid just has that it factor. Like he has that that swag. He knows he's good. It reminds me of Cole Anthony a little bit. Like that mindset that, hey, I know I can dominate. I know I can be a good player. And I get it. He may struggle the first season, whatever. He's a rookie. But he has that it factor that we haven't had in Orlando in years. I mean, last guy that had that was Swy Howard. So bring in a guy like Cade. But if he's gone... A Jalen Green type, like I don't know who else has that in this draft. Like Mobley is good, but can he have that impact in your franchise? Like, be would he be as good as Dwight or Shaq or like these centers that we've known to be elite? I don't know, man. Like he's he looks solid to me. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you a, a team is fun to watch with an elite wing. You look at the Kawhi Leonard's, obviously the LeBron James, like. Bradley Beal, like those are fun players to watch. And I think that the Magic haven't been a, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, they they haven't been a cool team. No. Like uh, a team that that other players like or other people nationally would want to watch. Like Mm -hmm. back in the day, the Magic were cool, man. Like music videos, uh, celebrities wearing our gear. Uh, name drops and songs. I mean, those things aren't important, but they kind of are, right? Are. Because things like that create respect. And I feel if there's one thing that the Magic have lacked for a very, very long time, even when we were playing well and we made it to the playoffs, then nobody respected us. Yeah. At some point, somebody has to change that. And I've always been a believer that all it takes is one player to change a franchise. Just for one. Sure. That's it. All it takes is one and things are different. And we have a lot of really good pieces that if you add that one player, man, ooh, man, like you start gonna, like, ooh, it's going to be, you fun start to me. think that maybe this team could be something. So, you know why it reminds me of, it reminds me of Charlotte this season when LaMelo Ball started starting games, he became fun to watch ESPN was all over ESPN was all over him no matter what. But once he became good and the team started winning some games, they started putting them on ESPN. Decided to put them on a TNT. And all of a sudden, you're like, wait, this team is fun to watch. And every single podcast I listened to from the SBN guys, they were all saying how this team was so much fun to watch. And they, they can't wait to watch him again. Luca went to Dallas. Dallas on national TV all the time now. So that's kind of what I'm thinking of. Like, the Magic need that guy. Like, I get it. But we have enough big guys between J.I., Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba. Like, I'm okay with passing up. I'm okay with that. We've always had good centers. I get it, but let's switch it up. And this front office has shown signs recently of being different, man. And we'll talk about it soon with the moves they made recently. But they're they're going guard heavy. They're going athleticism, and they're kind of valuing shooting a little more than before. 
So I think that's what has me thinking. They want a wing in this draft. And again, for personally for myself, for selfish reasons, I want that too. Yeah, and going to Magic games and and playing against these other teams and and hearing, you know, fans at our arena rooting for other teams and they overpower uh, the actual Orlando Magic fans are there. I'm tired of that. I'm tired yes. of it. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to be a part of that. And for example, the Golden State Warriors. Who was a fan of the Golden State Warriors before Steph Curry? Dude, they were. Who was a the fan? Laugh- they were the laughing stock of the league. I get the whole we believe, and they were really fun to watch. But the impact that they have now, oh, nobody, dude. nobody. Golden State Warriors wasn't a big market. No one really mm-hmm. watched the Golden State Warriors like that. Now they were, the, they were on the same level as Sacramento. Like exactly, mind yep. you, Sacramento had some good years, right? With Divac mm-hmm. and Weber, like so they had some respect. Golden State had forty years of like tragic basketball, like horrible basketball history, and all it took was two drafts, and that all changed. Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, the rest is history. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm I'm fingers crossed. Um, Obviously, the 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 stars need to align. We need a little luck on our side. Um, but again, we'll find out soon. We'll see what happens. I will say this, though. The basketball gods owe us. They took away J.I. They took away Markel Falls. We hosted the goddamn <laughs> uh, bubble here in Orlando. Yeah. Like, we need some love, man. So I, I need some love from our basketball gods. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, let, let's get into the juice real quick. So Magic made some some small moves, right? Not not a whole lot of impact, but um, definitely we're we're active. So the Magic decided to waive Karim Mane, and they ended up signing Dante Hall to a ten day contract, and also Robert uh, Fr- Robert Franks. Um, waving Karim Mane was the biggest surprise because they they had ample opportunity to waive him before, mm-hmm. and they decided not to. And the belief was that this was a player that they were going to um, put time in to develop. And they really saw um, a lot of potential in him. And trade or excuse me, waving him seemed kind of seemed kind of weird. Seemed really off. What did you think? Yeah, I think that was a surprise. Uh, we all expected to get the update from Roy Perry or Josh Robbins. But a different name. We expect to see their um, Randall being waived. Yep, Jason Randall. Yeah, not Curry Mane. Nope. Um, but then, you know, as days have passed, and we've kind of talked about it, me and you, uh, via chat mostly, it makes sense. You know, we have so many young guards now. Unfortunately, it would be unfair for us to bring this king along and say, hey, just sit in the G League and do your thing, and, and hopefully one day you'll be good enough to make the team. But think about it. Markel Fultz, RJ Hampton, Cole Anthony, you still have Terrence Ross. You still have uh, Gary Harris. You're hopefully drafting, again, like I just said, a guard in the draft. Chuma Okigi, like, unfortunately, realistically speaking, you don't have a spot for him in the team anymore. When we first got him, we were backwards. We were center heavy, forward heavy. We needed guards. Um, so I think that changed, unfortunately. And unfortunately for him, these are the consequences. Yeah, but I'm also not mad. If you saw the game yesterday, we got we got to see a little action of Dante Hall. This dude wore number 45. The last player to wear number 45 was Mr. Baalo. 
man, did this dude have a little outlaw in him. This dude was hustling. He was running the rim, energetic, impacted the game damn near immediately. Dude, the so- part that was surprising the most is uh, I can't remember who was the player that he did it on, but there was a play that he ended up going straight up, was able to play really good defense. When he came down, was able to block the ball, and they ended up calling a foul. Coach Clifford wasted his uh, his his coaching challenge. flag, mm-hmm. coaching challenge, on his 10-day contract. Yep. That has to be like the first time ever that's <laughs> happened since they've done the whole 10-day contract and it's coaching challenge, be. obviously. It's, it's got to be. <laughs> Yeah, he's been he's he's been fun to watch, and again, he impacted the game immediately. And you can tell that um, that he's he's a player that you know I, I can see them giving him a second a second ten day contract. And after you give him the second, then you kind of have to sign him. And yeah, man, you know the the magic might go that route, especially with the injury of Mobamba. Yeah, I mean Mobamba supposedly might play tomorrow, so he might be back pretty soon, but. Regardless, who did he replace in the roster, if you think about it? He replaced Ken Birch. Yep. Ken Birch was undersized. 6'9", similar build, strong dude. Played hard, rebounds, block shots. Dante Hall, my first exposure to him was in the bubble when he played for the Brooklyn Nets. And they played us in one game, and this dude did the same exact thing. He came off the bench, and he scored like 12 points, like 9 rebounds. And I'm like, why can't we ever draft a guy like that or pick a guy like that from free agency, a 10-day contract? Like, man, like this dude just looks like a player. And there he is, man. He's on the roster now. I tweeted it yesterday. I've seen enough. Like, let's turn this kid into a two-way contract at some point. You wave Jason Randall. And imagine you having Devin Kennedy and Dante Hall as, as, as those two-way contracts all of a sudden. Like, that's exciting. So guys that you can see helping the team right away. And guys that are still young, can still develop and grow. And not only that, but we also have two roster, roster spots open right now. So if they play well enough, you could say, hey, we'll sign you to a multi-year contract, whatever, for cheap. And they can just be bench fillers at that point. Um, and don't forget, we have a ton of free agents kind of coming up, too. We have Ennis, Terrence Ross. I don't think he'll be back next season. We'll talk about that later. Um, so we have some spots to fill and hopefully for cheap so we can have some cap space. But yeah, man, he surprised me for sure yesterday. Yeah, and then... Um they made more moves. So Devin Kennedy, your guy, was also waived, but they are expecting, um, or the expectation is for them to bring him back on on a two way contract. He's a shooter, man. You don't want to let go of shooters. Can you see? Did you see what he did? What was against his Spurs? Like that three minute window that he played, he scored like nine points. His shot, he shot one for like a good three, four feet behind the three point line, all net. I'm telling you, man. That he has he has something about him that reminds me of the not not Steph, Seth Curry. Like, Seth Curry, the Seth, other Curry let's, guy. Let's be clear on that. <laughs> but he can shoot it, man. And, and again, what was the last time you had a shooter like that in our team? Besides Terrence Ross, uh, of course. But like a guy that can commit Evan, and Evan shoot Evan the ball. Man, put sure. some respect on Evans' name, man. The sure. dude was a shooter. He was a when, shooter when he was on. When he was on, but. He would go 10 games where he shot not quite as well. This season, he played well. I mean, I go, go there. This season, he played well. But um, guy, last, guy, last guy that comes to mind is J.J. Redick that kind of had that type of impact. Like, hey, I'm a shooter. You have to guard me. You have to defend me out there. 
we don't have guys like that. So to at least mix it up a little bit with a guy like that that can come up and just shoot the ball well, I, I, I'm hoping he's back with the team and I'm hoping he gets some minutes here uh, down the stretch. Yeah, and then also Bamba is still dealing with his left um, hip contusion that um, he experienced during his San Antonio game. Um, and what's funny is that Josh Robbins had reported on Twitter that um, Mo Bamba wouldn't be playing um, against the Bulls. And Nikola Vucevic kind of poked some fun and, and responded and, and asked if the real reason um, that he's not playing is because he has, uh, what was the word, Vucevitis? <laughs> I guess. Question mark. <laughs> Vucevitis. It's good. It's good to hear that he's still able to to at least joke around about it. It was, it was hard to it was hard to watch Nikola Vucevic in a Bulls uniform, um, and 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 also hear like, you know, our announcers talk about Nikola Vucevic on the floor, but on the opposing team. And it was also yeah. interesting to hear the comments that he had, um, because he was saying that you know it, it would be weird for for him to be in a Bulls uniform to play against a Magic uniform, but that now he's able to talk about you know, the, the trade and, and everything without getting emotional. And you know, he even said that he's, he's probably going to bring out some trash talking. Unfortunately, you know, we magic got the upper hand. Yeah, man. Yeah. Unfortunately, it, it, it unfortunately, unfortunately, it felt good. You know, it's a game that I know, like you said, I wish both teams could have lost, yeah. but you know, when you play against your old, your old guy that was here, it's always good to, to beat them. Let's be, let's be honest. Uh, as, as nice as Vuch was, it felt good. Um, but I was looking forward to seeing Mo Bamba play against Vooch, of course. Mo Bamba has been open about, hey, I backed up a center that was an all-star two years. I was not getting any action. I was looking forward to that. And then, of course, Wendell Carter wanted a piece of that, too, and said, hey, you traded me. Look at what you're missing out on. So it would have been fun to see the two guys, our two centers, kind of go at it with Vooch yesterday because they both wanted to show him something. Unfortunately, we didn't get it this time, but we'll get it next season for sure. Yeah. Now, another individual that um, didn't have the best wording of comments um, that occurred today. So tomorrow we are playing against the Toronto Raptors. If you're hearing this podcast when it's released, it would be today. So Friday, Ken Birch will be playing um, as a representative player for the Toronto Raptors. And in a in an interview um, now, granted, I will disclaimer, I didn't hear the whole interview. I didn't want to because the quote was more than enough. Hmm. But I'm sure that there's more context. I'm sure that he may not have meant it the way that it's being said and read. Nonetheless, this is what was quoted. I was in a box in Orlando. Not to be disrespectful, but when I went there, I was raw. And I guess that's what they expected out of me. That's what he said. Interesting. Um, you know, for one, I have a ton of respect for Ken Burge. The way that he handled his role, he never complained. He developed nicely into a nice player here. Like he wasn't the player that he was this season for us when he first first came to Orlando. But I don't know, man. I don't know what he wanted. Um, one thing is for sure: our our head coach loved him, and, and obviously we played him more than Mobamba for good reasons at times. Um, so I don't know, man. Like, in your opinion, was Ken Birch not given a shot? It's it's I expected different regardless if there was more context and <clears throat> everything that he had to say. I expected different. We gave him opportunity because it was exactly. playing international ball before he got here. And the magic uh, coach Cliff played him a lot over Mo Bamba, who was our lottery pick. So it, it's like he says I was in a box. How big was his box? 
how small in his mind did he think this box was? Because in my opinion, that was a big ass box, massive <laughs> box. Like you had the opportunity to to grow, to develop, and now you're a legitimate NBA player. That wasn't the case early on. You were you were a project. I remember the scene, the video of of Ken Birch, where you know when he received the announcement that the Magic were going to sign him, he was excited, yeah, cried, got emotional. But I don't know, man. When when you have the opportunity to to be able to to talk, especially on about your former team that gave you the opportunity, why are we not talking about better things? Exactly. Because in in my opinion, you know, words like that. Grant is Ken Birch, so how much you know weight in words does really impact other players in the NBA? Probably none. But you still want players that leave your team to talk positive about your team, especially when we've done positive things for that player. He exactly. played a lot. He was able to develop, and he became he is a impact player. So I don't know. I expected. Uh, I'm disappointed in the comments, regardless of the context, because I'm sure that again, it may not be as bad as the way that we're reading it. But regardless, I expected better. I expected more. Yeah, enough for nothing. But Ken Birch this season was taking three pointers. Ken Birch this season was, you know, out there and doing floaters and maybe, doing different maybe, things. Maybe that's maybe that's the box that he didn't want to be in. But I mean, one, I know I, we follow. I forgot his name right now, so I apologize. But I know I follow one of his trainers. I know he follows him everywhere and. One thing that he showed videos of in the offseason was Ken Birch shooting threes, shooting threes and making them. So I'm like, man, if Ken Birch can add that to his game, that'll be fun and exciting for our team. Um, so I think he wanted to shoot the three ball. I think I think he wanted to do that. But my thing is, like, I just don't understand what he wasn't able to do. He got the minutes. He got the role. He was our backup center. He was our starter after the trade. I don't know, man. Like he was getting 25 minutes a night, whatever it was. And like you said, most importantly, we gave you a shot from somewhere in Europe where nobody else did. So I don't know, man. From, like you said, I don't know the whole story. I don't know the whole quote. I'm happy for him. He's in Toronto. I know it's his home hometown, Canada. Uh, he's starting for them now. He's playing well. I'm going to leave it there. But like you said, I would have liked him for him to say, I'm thankful for the Orlando Magic, for the opportunity they gave me. I'm here today because of the franchise, the chance they gave me. Ended there. That's it. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm looking forward to Ken Birch being introduced to Wendell Carter tomorrow. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be fun. Yeah. All right, so let's get into our Pastor Shoot. We haven't done Pastor Shoot in a little while, so this is going to be fun. If you're not familiar with Pastor Shoot, it's our version of um, buy, buying and selling. So pretty simple. Shoot is buying and pass is selling. So the very first topic, Wendell Carter Jr. is the best center in the Magic roster. Right now, at this very moment. Right now, I am going to shoot on that. Um, he's proven it. Better stats, um, consistency, and he looks like a guy that belongs there. It's as simple as that for me. So I'm going to shoot on that. Yeah. Yeah. How can you say no? And this dude in the last 10 games with the Magic started seven out of the 10 games. Average 14 points, 8.7 rebounds, 2.1 assists, 1.1 blocks. He's doing everything uh, that you would ask for out of your center. Did I mention he's still 21 years old? He Crazy. is right now, definitely without a doubt, deserving of that center spot. And he is de definitely the best center on the roster. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm hoping, and granted, I hoped this before. I'm hoping this pisses 
Mo Bamba off. I'm hoping that he gets he gets angry. Like, dude, how do you bring this guy in? I got drafted one pick before him. You drafted me. You didn't draft him. Like, I, I hope that you know it gets him angry and we see a little motion and and he wants to like fight for that spot back because that's, what, that's what, what you want. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, Mo Bamba, it's, battle of the it, bigs. Yeah, but Mo's not far behind. I'll be honest. Like Mo has also surprised me because Mo again had a career high twenty one points recently. Before that, he had career high nineteen points. Um, the injury, unfortunately, and I really, really hope this is something minor. Yeah, Mo can, not only that, he cannot afford to not play this, this last seventeen games. And I think that's why he was out there because he knows, like, if I miss this next two weeks, whatever it may be, now I'm back on a minutes restriction for three games. Like, no, I don't want that. He needs to play. Um, but I will say this, if you look at Mo Bamba's stats during that stretch after the deadline, he's been consistently scoring over, over, uh, over 10 points. Agreed. Rebounding is a challenge, but it also can be for Wendell Carter a little bit, not blocking as many shots. I expected him to, again, Mo, unfortunately, the way I describe him is kind of clumsy, kind of just, he just needs to work on his IQ. Let's call it, let's call it that. Um, but. He's doing okay, and, and I think it's going to be a fun battle next season. The rest of the season, Wendell Carter has earned that job. But if Mo comes back in better shape, a little stronger, and with a better mindset, better IQ, but just ready to, to fight, it's going to be a fun battle all season next season. Yeah. All right, Terrence Ross will be with the Magic next season. Oof. If you know me, you probably know that J.I. and Terrence Ross are like two of my favorite players on the team right now. Um, so it is with great sadness that I'm going to pass on that. Really? Um, you don't yeah, think? Yeah, man. I just, I can go two ways on this, but I'm going to go and defend my point, which is I, I pass. So I'm going to say that what's his role going to be? I mean, when he was brought back, he was Six a guy man. that I get that, but he was brought here to, to be a six man on a, on a team that's going to win games help the team make the playoffs, be the leading scorer on that team off the bench. Now that all has changed, all that has changed completely. Now I, I would think you would want a guy like RJ Hampton, Carl Anthony off the bench, taking most of the shots. You're still going to have either Wendell Carter or Mo Bamba off the bench. Chuma Okiki maybe coming off the bench next season. There's a lot of guys that want the ball and need the ball to develop. And T-Raw is going to be taking 15 shots a night off the bench. Ideally, he stays. He helps his young core be even better by being a productive player off the bench. But if the Magic get a solid offer, I think they trade him, and I think they will because T. Ross is too good of a player to be on a, on a, on a team that's just going through a rebuild right now. The Magic can probably get a decent, I don't know, if, if it's a, a low pick in the first round or multiple picks in the future. So I think for that reason, and the salary relief too, let's not forget about that. He's making $50 million. I can see the magic moving him. Yeah, so I'm shooting. I think he will definitely be on the roster next season. Um, Coach Clifford has already said that he has a really good relationship with Terrence Ross, and that's part of the motivation. Um, he's he's a shooter. You don't get rid of shooters, and he's he's one of our he's one of our better vets. He's definitely a guy that you want when you're looking at the roster. He's a guy that you want that is an embodiment of what you want in a Magic player. Yep. And if you're looking at veterans, you're looking at Terrence Ross, you're looking at James Ennis, you're looking at MCW. Other than that, I mean, we're not, are we at the point that we're going to consider Jonathan Isaac a veteran? No. Markel Fultz a veteran? Nope. You know, these, you need to have veterans 
in your locker room with these young players. And he's still in a contract for another two seasons. This dude's 29 years old. He's still in a contract till 2023. So he won't be a, a free agent till 2023. Um, the only way that I see him not being on the roster is if you do trade him um, because he, he is a, a, he would be a valuable piece that you would add in the event that you want to package maybe the one of the lottery picks that mm-hmm. we have to be able to move up a little bit more in the draft. That would be the True. only reason that I would see that you would make that move. Um, but in reality, why why would you move him? He wants to be here. He likes Orlando. True. Um, the only way that I would again see him move is if we patch him. Other than that, his he's he has a declining contract. So I think, it would I think be that's easier to move him, move him a little bit more later on, but you can't get rid of a Hey, this this dude has been the captain of your second unit for for a while now, and that's the thing. I think that the Magic can benefit from having him here. He's not making a lot of money. Like I think next season is thirteen million that he's making, and the one after that is twelve. So again, declining contract. Good vet likes Orlando. The family loves Orlando, so they want to be here. That's the part of me that's and again, I like him as a player, so I, I wouldn't mind him being here. I'm just thinking from the front office standpoint, you have so many young guys. That again, I'm gonna need minutes. Um, I don't know. I hope. I hope he's in Orlando. But like you said, I can also see a world where you either want to package that pick for something better, whatever it may be. And I can see T. Ross being the first guy you kind of throw in that deal for sure. Yeah, he's definitely a player that you know you hold on. In my opinion, you hold on to him for a little bit longer. Yeah. All right. So last one. R.J. Hampton has been better than advertised. I'm going to shoot on that, of course. I think, um, number one, I didn't expect him to get this many minutes right off the bat. That's one thing. I expected him to kind of learn the system, you know, the the Clifford way. Sit on the nope. bench, learn the roster, learn the plays, learn whatever it is. No, we're like, hey, you're going to come off the bench and get minutes. And I'm happy about that for sure. And like I said earlier in the podcast, this dude has been scoring the ball well. He's playing aggressive. Um, he has some learning to do, like any rookie out there. But man, this kid with some more seasoning and more experience, I'm excited for what he can do for this team. And his length, just how athletic he is, he is so freaking fun to watch. Yeah, so I'm I am passing. I was expecting RJ Hampton to play this well. Um, I'm not I don't think that he's better than he was advertised because uh he he definitely fell in the draft. I thought that he was gonna be taken way earlier. And listen, if you would have told me before the season that we would have ended up drafting Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton, I would have flipped out just out of pure excitement. RJ Hampton was my pick. And the fact that he's in a magic uniform right now is amazing. This dude's been balling. And he, so with Denver out of 25 games, right? This dude had only played 9.3 minutes and averaged 2.56 points a game. In just 10 games with the magic, he's averaged 22.8 minutes a game, 9.6 points. It seems like every game there's an opportunity for him to like, you know, excel, play well, because he's given he's giving the confidence to be able to do that. When he makes some mistakes, we're not pulling him out right away. He's getting that opportunity. And it almost seems like this dude is going out every day and just trying to beat his career high in points. Yeah, he's fast. But there's one thing of being fast. And then there's another thing of being fast with control. Exactly. This dude is able to sprint down the court, beat everyone down the court, but still find a way to be able to slow down and be able to make the right play. 
in traffic. And you make a good example, Russell Westbrook. I mean, that might be a little a little intense. I'm not going to fully put that on put that on him, but uh, he's he definitely has some some rough speed, hundred percent. He does, he does. And another thing too is his defensive effort. Like this kid actually plays decent defense. Now, is he is he excellent in that side yet? No, but Rookie. you can see glimpses of it where his length is a factor, his speed is a factor. And he has, again, he has that like, basketball IQ to play solid defense, which not every rookie has. So that's that's another thing of me that's exciting, that, that you could probably throw this kid at as a small forward, and he might do okay because he's so fast, so athletic, and so, again, he's lengthy. Like, he's, he's, he's a guy that, again, he has all the right tools. And if he can put it together, man, in Orlando, again, we, we got a steal in a trade for sure in that young man. I still can't believe they added him in that deal. I am still, I am still shocked. That how the how did the front office pull that off? I don't know. Thank you. It's great, man. I, enough for nothing, man. But I'm gonna say this: Have you been watching the Nuggets at all? Uh, nope. Are you like looking at the box scores? See how AG is the, doing. The box scores, absolutely. So for one, thirty seconds, what are your thoughts on AG so far with the Nuggets? Or his production with them so far. So er, everything that I've seen is that he's been able to be effective without being too hands-on with the ball movement and and being asked to to control the ball more, which is great. Good for him. At the same time, it's not like his stats are jumping out of the out of the paper. It's not like he's dropping 25 points a game. And he no. scored over 20 points, maybe one, two games and once that was it. against us. Yeah, against us, against so the Magic. My I mean, thing is that man. It's not and listen, granted, I'm I'm still a little bitter over everything that he said, so I'm not I'm not hyping or going up or anything. But you know, it's it's working out for Denver. You know, they're they're struggling with their injuries now with, with Jamal Murray out, and it's unfortunate. Um, but you know, he said he was going to go off, so go off. That's the thing. We're gonna see that happen now. I, I don't see it happening. I still think of AG as this inconsistent individual who cannot really define his role in his own mind. He cannot see who he is as a player. But uh, the point I'm trying to make here is Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a draft pick for Eric Gordon. Remember that. Because down the road, also remember the Bulls trade down the road. Yeah. I'm telling and you. you know, the- and you know what? You know what that made me think of? If, okay, so there's how many games left on this season? 17. Right? Season's almost over. This offseason, if let's say that Chicago wanted to move Nikola Vucevic, or if Denver wanted to move Aaron Gordon, what is the likelihood that they would be able to get back the same value that we received? No. You know why? It's not happening. Vuce has proven what I've said my whole life about Vuce. Love him as a person. Love him as a player. Don't do it. Team. Don't I'm do gonna it. Say it. I'm going to say don't, it. Don't do it. You know why I can don't say it really Don't speak factual. Now? Don't do it. <laughs> you do not speak negative on Nikola Vucevic. We I'm keep not. that to ourselves. I'm not. But I you will don't say have this. to say it. I already know what you're going to say. You don't have to say it. There Keep we it go. to yourself. Let's, let's end we it know. there. Keep because... it to yourself. Don't be negative, Al. Don't be, Man. Don't be negative. But I will say this. For that reason, another team will not offer what Chicago offered us. I'm going to just simply say that. I would agree. I would agree. Front office did well. 100%. They did an amazing and there's, job. There's an, there's an article that I haven't read yet 
Um, but there is an article right now on The Athletic um, where Josh Robbins has a debate with, I guess, a Chicago writer on who won the, the deal on the Chicago Magic trade. I can't tell you any details about it. I haven't read it yet, but I will read it, and we'll talk about it next week. Yes. I'm, I'm, I actually have it saved to read it tonight. So after we're done recording, I'll probably be reading that article tonight. Yeah, because uh, try and explain how Chicago won that deal. You just It's impossible. You can't. No. Um, anyways, so this week ahead, we have Friday against the Tampa Raptors, Sunday against Houston, Tuesday, Atlanta, and then Thursday, New Orleans. The Houston game is is the one that I would say we would need to keep an eye on just for the tank watch. They haven't been playing well. They're a few games uh, ahead of us in regards to the, the best lottery odds. Um, I'm really hoping that these teams don't decide to rest their player against us because how it looks like the Magic could win more games than, than what we expect. Yeah. Um, so you definitely want to keep an eye on that game on Sunday. Um, that would be a very nice game to just say to Terrence Strauss, hey, we like you so much. That's yeah, a good Take, take, a, a, take a break. You deserve it. <laughs> um, tomorrow against Toronto is going to be a little interesting because, again, they're resting a ton of players. So, again, do you maybe give Ennis the night off tomorrow? Uh, MCW may not play. I don't know if you saw his ankle sprain yesterday, but that would look nasty. So I'm not sure if he's playing tomorrow or not, but... I think I think that that's probably the the thing that you should really look out for. If the Magic start looking to see, you know, hey, this injury, we should definitely hold you out for more so than you know actually playing these players because these other teams are they're really looking they're really looking at us like like a vacation. They are. They and again, maybe for good reason. I, I get it. They they don't think of us as as a top contending team. So hey, rest your guys. I get it, but. At the same time, we got to do the same. We got we got to counter that some way somehow. Yep. So when looking at this week, that Houston game, you got to make some decisions there, and you got to play it smart. Tomorrow, tomorrow's game, same thing. The rest of the week, I have no faith. I don't think we're going to win those games. Uh, Atlanta's been on a tear ever since they changed coaches, and then Indiana's fighting for a playoff spot, so they they want to win that game. Um, so I'm hoping, hoping, hoping for a one and three, ideally zero and four. But um, let's see what happens. <laughs> And when when we say ideally 0-4, it's one thing to lose, right? It's another thing to lose by a lot. Yeah. No, like no, no. I, I, listen, it's no secret that the best chance of this team in the future is to be able to add as much talent as possible. And you do that through the draft. At the same time, nobody wants to see their team get their ass kicked by 20 points. Exactly. So here's the hoping that, you know, these games are competitive like they were in Chicago. That's it. That's all you, that's all you can hope for. And ideally, again, yep. you end up coming short by one point or two points. <laughs> yeah. All right. So final thoughts, Al? Ah, final thoughts. Be careful, man. Just be careful. We have 17 games left, four weeks of basketball left. We, again, as fans, we want to see this team win, but we got to be careful to not end up with an eighth pick or seventh pick by mistake here. Um, again, like I said earlier, OKC is tanking heavily. Um, Cleveland has a sh- still has a shot to make the play-in tournament, so I think they're trying to win here and there. But, man, I'm afraid that we may go from the fourth best odds to maybe the sixth or seventh or worse in this next month. So I really hope the front office does what they've been doing, which is interfering 
letting go of birds. That's that's the that's a perfect way of explaining it. Interference. Yes. They have to do something about again Terrence Ross and, and James Ennis. Like again, I, I I know we need to have some vets out there, but not more than twenty minutes, not more than fifteen minutes if needed. Like cut cut them some slack down the, at the end of the season here. Let the young guys play and make mistakes. Because again, man, it, it could get scary. Yeah, and then uh, we haven't mentioned it at all, but the return of Cole Anthony has also been fun to watch. I I really like seeing Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton on the floor together. I think their dynamic is really really fun to watch. Um, and I I just keep thinking, man, this this team that we have right now, um, it's it's a different style of basketball. The ball is moving around a lot faster. Um, and thinking, man. Next season, if you really, really, you know, the minute that we're there and we're able to see what it is that we have and you take what we have, the young roster that we have now, you include the and I'm not even including the Chicago pick. I'm just going to include the our lottery pick. You include Mm -hmm. whoever that person is going to be top of Jonathan Isaac, Markel Foltz. Now you're looking at um, a more experienced Chumo Kiki, a more experienced Cole Anthony Man, there, there's no, there's no way that you know we're we're in this drought for, for as long as other people were assuming. I'm telling you, we talked about it last week, and I think you're the one that told me three, four years, maybe. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, if, I'm, I'm if, starting, I'm starting to adjust my mindset on that because depending on how everything kind of lays out, Magic is looking all right, man. Yeah, again, you're adding three top tier players next season again on a young. Like a young player scale, right? Like Markel was a dude that had a ton of potential, showed signs of it. J.I. has shown already defensive player of the year potential. And then you add a guy, hopefully again, Cade, Jalen Green, like top tier talent again. I mean, the sky's the limit for this team. And you got to hope again that we can make that happen for sure. All right. Again, we'll see you soon enough. On that note, it's a wrap, man. Thank you guys for listening. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Ozone Pod. And remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.